Hiya, welcome to Zero Ambitions, a podcast about sustainability, the built environment, and zero carbon goals. This week, it's just me, Dan, and Jeff, Alex. He was making his way to Brussels. A pair of us are joined by Liz O'Brien and Benny McDonough of TUS, that's uh, Technological University of Shannon. Um, yeah, Jeff invited them on because they've taken what feels like a remarkable approach to fostering really good value education and training and created a framework in which resources can be pooled and consolidated to enable easy access and give folk within the built environment a fighting chance of meeting the demands of a climate emergency. Long story short, amongst many other things that they do, uh, we focused on a learning platform they've put together called DASBY, the Digital Academy for the Sustainable Built Environment. Ostensibly, it's a one-stop shop offering access to subsidised education and training around all of the things that we usually talk about. It's brilliant. Um, so that's DASBY, D-A-S-B-E dot I-E. Yeah, I mean, they're catering to all levels, academic and practical enabling access through online channels, but also offering in-person, hands-on learning and utilising digital innovations in a meaningful way, not like fancy, whizzy fluff. I mean, they're not the only ones doing that best, shout out best. Um, they're doing amazing work offering similar innovations within the sphere. But what struck me about these guys is they've consolidated everything that they possibly could in Ireland. All the training from all the institutions at all levels, academic, colleges, with schools, and the working with industry, driving quality education about good building practice. And while it is motivated by the climate crisis, it really seems to be driven to help businesses do better. You know, it's for businesses, students. They've pulled together a massive online library resource. Another reason we found it particularly interesting is because, well, it is Irish, there is probably something there for, for everyone. It's accessible throughout Europe, uh, although it is focused on Irish building regs. There's a lot we can learn. And there is access to online webinars for international audiences outside of Europe. Now. So there's probably something worth looking at for all of our listeners, no matter where you are. We're enthusiastic about it because there's a lot we can all learn from this approach, whichever way we look at it. So without further ado, here we go. Enjoy. What are we talking about today? I uh, I think I mean you, you've you've already got the gist of what a podcast is. Mm. I listened to Benny sent me um Rick uh, Beer's one. All right, All I right, actually yeah. listened to it while I was cooking dinner yesterday. So uh, okay. chuckling away. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he he's such a brilliant. He's raconteur. a guest. Yeah. guest. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also at the stage of his life now because he's he's heading off to South Africa, seeing to kind of retire. Mm. That he's kind of in bridge burning mode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, <right. Leave> <laughs> which is a wonderful time to catch someone, you know. He he, and I'm paraphrasing here. He described himself as having wasted a career on retrofit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was a bleak, fairly realistic an amusing mm. assessment mm. like not wasted in the sense that he's uh learned and given a lot yeah, wasted in terms of what we've been supported to achieve 
Because you know the way the future we're looking at is retrofit is going to take over from new buildings. You know, back to the future, I use that one as well sometimes, even in (laughs) my slides from some lectures that we do. You know, where we if we repurpose, renew and keep keep the older buildings, even non non like domestic kind of stuff, change it into domestic things. Yeah. The body carbon, we're gonna keep the you know, footprints, we're gonna they're in good sites, places mm-hmm. where people are. So there's so much benefit out there for that. That's why we call it back to the future. We need to think about the embodied carbon of the mm. uh, the uh, of the of the spent husks, the bodies of people like Peter Rickaby, who's who who's who have had the marrow sucked out of them through careers, trying to eke out careers in the space over the last forty odd years. It's it's kind of akin to you know the old thing of um, uh, the, the the palace of an old kind of like. I don't know, medieval despot or something like that that's got the, the bodies of the workers who built it, fell into the foundations or whatever, you know. Uh, it's the people like Peter who who put so much of the hard yards into this space mm. or there was a market for it. They're, they're, it's, their, it's their remains. <laughs> We're picking his remains, is yeah. that what you're saying? I feel like a spent husk or recycled husk. We're positioning our guests and their esteemed peers as the, the bricked in labour. Mm. Affording them so little status, Jeff. We really should be doing better at this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's not fair. I mean, the reason why Jeff, the reason why I understood Jeff got you on today was because of the digital platform you've helped. Uh, well, there's a few funded and develop in order to promote education amongst a really resistant industry. Mm. Mm. Like, I won't you know. say there's so much a resistant industry, the more apathetic. <laughs> you know, they're not. Yeah. Good term if you direct them and they start doing trains, they fly through it. It's yeah. just getting them motivated. Feedback we're getting it from the courses is just they love it. Mm. Even some of the stuff, because I'm a tick from the country, tick as in T H I C K. And uh, uh, I'm an ex character <laughs> builder and I went into this area now i'm teaching with liz has dragged me in i was be a bit scared to teach him but the feedback... i dragged him by the hair as you can tell yeah exactly. <laughs> well, i used to be able to sit on it 30 years ago but not anymore that's when we were hippies now we're allowed to use the word holistic whereas years ago it was get out with that word you hippie yeah but uh yeah so the feedback we're getting from people is they really really like the beauty of basic building physics and when everybody understands that and it's come from the ends of the passive areas, yeah. everybody loves and they're, they're on the same journey, on the same pathway to making buildings better, improving, reducing and making life better for the people inside buildings. So we're, fe- we're getting great feedback from everybody that's done the courses that Liz has put me in. Well, I'll, I'll give you a quick summary about Dasby in a second. but um... Yourself as well. It's important. Yeah, yeah. And myself, yeah. yeah. Well, the, um... would, you, would you mind if I just ask Jeff to give you guys a little bit of, like, provide the context for why he brought you on? Because I, I have a sense that you guys are going to be a bit too modest in your achievements and your assessment of yourselves and jeff won't be he'll blow well, you up i wanted to have liz and, and benny on so liz o'brien and uh, uh and benny mcdonough from uh tus i guess is the is the first place and then you've got sort of different parts different uh initiatives and uh and ventures within uh tus which is the technological university of the shannon um uh and um I just feel like um, 
I, I've known some of the people involved in TUS and and its former incarnations, the previous names before. Jeff, explain so, what TUS is. It's a techn- well, there's a bunch of technological universities around Ireland. There's five. There's five, yeah. 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 Um, and um, mm, cool. and it incorporates, um, well, LIT Tipperary, which was, uh, so which itself was a merger of Limerick Institute of Technology and Tipperary Institute. Um, and then, uh, who else? Do you, you have AT? Yeah. Uh, Athlone Technological University, right? Yeah. 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 And that, that's the, they're the two, that's the marriage that's happened in this particular case. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And tooth means in Irish start. So good start is half the battle. That's what we say. Oh, tooth means nice. in Hebrew is half the work. So I, you know, I would have known, uh, I would have been close over the years to people like Seamus Hoyne, for instance, yeah. who uh, I believe is still very heavily involved yeah. in tooth, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's a dean of flexible learning and head of the Thurlis campus. Seamus, there you go. Oh, God. Uh, he's, he's amazing. So he's not flowery with his language in the way that I would be. He says le- a little, but but does a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and the way I would sum up Seamus, you know, he's very effective and, and yeah. a good guy. Um, and I know... I first encountered training in this sort of space that uh, that Seamus led at the the advent of the introduction of energy ratings and stuff in Ireland. Um, and it, at the t- at that time, we were seeing an influx of commercial trainers coming in, probably, and some some of whom were, I think, really treating it as a numbers game, you know, um, and um, uh, maybe enabling people to pass exams, but not necessarily coming out of it with uh, the most rounded mm-hmm. understanding of the issues. And that contrasted very, very strongly for me with uh, with what I was hearing about people who'd sat the course the Chambers was kind of leading. So knowing that, and from what I've known of, of uh, I've, I've kind of gotten to know Benny and Liz um, more recently, but it's the, the same kind of DNA, the same kind of thinking. Liz, your background, you were you were a scout, weren't you, um, in the Centre for Alternative Technology? Yeah. Well, no, I was at I was at Liverpool Polytechnic as it was then, but we used to work with Cat. Okay. Um, you know, develop the old version now, not the one that exists now, but um, so- and we used to go over and we used to um design projects and things with them so as part of our architecture because i did architecture in liverpool so mm. that's a connection with cat okay that's the center for alternative technology yes oh yeah that's in wales yeah. based yeah. in Aberystwyth, i think yeah in yeah. wales yeah yeah. i did yeah. my master's there as well mm. oh, really? yeah. and you've had a kind of a circuitous route to to where you're at now benny haven't you she is absolutely i went backwards i started as a builder i went for a master's then a degree and then a certificate and then micro training so, so i jumped in the deep end when i couldn't swim and ended up swimming get myself to the shallow end <laughs> and can i say that's not backwards that's doing a full circle Oh, is it? oh, circular economy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. by or you go around in circles, and, Benny, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always going around different tangential circles. Yeah, tangents and circles do meet up eventually, don't they? It's kind of hard to keep up with everything that you're doing. Um, Benny occasionally sends me these um, sort of stream of consciousness emails. They're like a Jack Kerouac book, you know. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's just so much, like you know, so many different initiatives that, that all of which sound, sound good, 
you know talk about some of them jeff yeah well okay. mention them directly rather than just this abstract i mean I, I, it's probably uh, pick one to, to let oh god I suppose uh, upskilling and training is a big thing and as i said about the building physics kind of thing so we were in, we were in touch with some project with different um kind of organizations about training and say for example we talked to a hardware store chadwick's they were thinking of getting their staff kind of skills so they could help the, the customers. And they ended up going to NZ training. They ended up doing fundamentals, uh, retrofit ventilation. Now they're doing 10 day courses. They've got BER assessors trained up. And the feedback they're getting from their customers is really, really good. And they've just developed a portal where you can go on and do a one stop shop kind of thing now as well. And I played around with it a bit with them. And they were very, very, very um inspirational about moving in that direction lots of other hardware stores are doing it we also got kids to go down and do the virtual reality retrofit training in Warsford DTB they love that as well lots of other schools are quite interested in that. as I said before if we need to learn to drive a car we should learn to drive a house we're living in one you know and so just just to clarify just to clarify sorry just sorry. to clarify sorry Benny jumping in there yeah. ETB is an educational training board which yeah. is a vocational training in Ireland so it's not so much at Toos, but we are really closely connected with the educational mm. training boards. And so that's, we, that's really important too, yeah. actually, rather than having, much, yeah. you know, yeah. universities and stuff in their ivory towers. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, we close we close in that gap between the yeah. two, so we help the progression of yeah, training. Yeah, we've seen so, them hopping on that, aren't we? Liz, on the ends of ETB course, and then going up to our, you know, up to the Irish diploma, the certificates, to the masters, or whatever. Mm. So. It's a basic level. I think, personally, believe everybody should do it because yeah. a, everybody lives in a building, and we should get, understand a nice bit of basics. Of oh, work. Hundred yeah. percent. Like we're working with a, a client. Uh, shout out Raphael of Bowtie Construction and Alicia. They they're working on a project called KnowYourHome.co.uk, which is a car logbook for your home. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. a record of yeah. uh, how it was built what's been built, what's been done to it, when it's been serviced, in order to give people the basic information yeah. for knowing what might need to be done. I mean, they've got big plans for this. It's I a really love that one as well. We get this tick of a, of a, of a logbook for the car and you get a piece of paper for the house. And tell yeah. Them yeah. Job it yeah. You know, these yeah. little renovation passports from the end of one of the buildings directive are going exactly. to come in anyway across the board. So everybody will have an idea. Like even when we were fitting weirdo heat pumps in the nineties, uh, we used to give an induction to people and show them. We bring the contractor in to show them how the building works. Because you can't just hand over a building to someone that's got mechanical ventilation. Yeah. Yeah. And people and, do. You know, they don't know what's going yeah. on. They could start pressing buttons and then the whole thing falls yeah. apart. Whereas if you're just pressing, give me eighty degrees or seventy degrees at my radiator, that's fine. But a yeah. smart building has to be understood by people as well well it doesn't well, have to be there doesn't have to be understood it has to be used correctly yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. that's that's Optimized. the big difference yeah. you know well until yeah. now i mean still currently in the uk in particular every landing is a hard landing in the built mm. environment mm. and the like knowing how to use the systems that you're working with but that's not really mattered because fuel has been so cheap yeah. beggar the carbon we never thought about carbon consumption yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's only about the money in it and it's only in the last 18 months that that's really begun to make a difference to the people who can make a difference mm. you know 
semi-affluent, middle classes, people who can yeah. shout and be heard. Yeah. Uh, but you see, that comes from the young people. Yeah. They're the ones that are really driving that sustainability side of things. Yeah. And the digital, because they're brought up on laptops and, you know, yeah. IT and stuff. Yeah. And that's that's one of the other things we're driving. So it's not just the retrofitting and building. It's how can you use digital tools to help achieve good quality building, but also help them to use these buildings. And use the tools. Make so. the tools very easy for people to use yeah. and teach them, you know, quite easily. Because even our friend Stevie from uh, Tooth there came up with a new idea this morning with me. We're going to get rid of the financial cost optimization. We're going to use carbon optimal as a new term for buildings, maybe instead of financial optimization, because we can get that somewhere. That might be well, well, people always ask the cost of something, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense because I think, in terms of the financial optimization, the numbers, the the cost of investment is so high, mm. and the ROI, if you like, the return on investment, the difference, the savings, it's so meager in compare mm. in comparison to what you've got to shell out. Depends yeah. on the context, to say. You know, I was well, uh, yeah, but I mean, no, it does. It massively depends on the context. Well, in terms of retrofit? Yeah, yeah. Like the savings that people make on retrofit compared to what it costs to do a deep retrofit with existing building stock, mm -hmm. it, it scarcely makes significant difference. Well, if you're on paying for the investment, if you're like a Duncan Smith and you've got a big budget for investing in your property and you've got other priorities, not just uh, paying your own bills, it's a different matter, you know. It does depend how it's done. There's loads of ways of reducing your costs, and that's yeah. working as a community. A few of you doing the same, you know, doing the rest yeah. of it well than that one person. That, that needs to be pushed out. You know that Enersprung thing, Jeff. That oh, yeah. Yeah. aggregated together and it makes things a lot cheaper. I suppose. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm even thinking though of the likes of um, so Mel Reynolds, who wrote a column for us. Yeah, he and um, Mel did an Enerfit job. Enerfit being like that should be the absolute. Peak down of what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, in Rathgar. And Mel has done some sort of cost comparison comparing the cost of building that, the house which is going to be gutted out anyway, uh, which is a different scenario house, and to the cost of just doing what was required to comply with building regulations for retrofit, right? And because you, you have to consider that. Are we talking about people breaking the law or 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 building in compliance with the law, right? Because you you know, all bets are off if it's if it's not in compliance with the law. And he reckons in this case that I mean it was a tiny cost uplift. Yeah. I, I think uh Mel had worked out as well that if he, if it hadn't been for the fact that they got that their client decided that he wanted to put underfloor heating in upstairs, uh it would have been cost neutral, which mm. sounds I can't get my head around it. I want to probe around in the figures that he's claiming, but you know, um, just using editor's privilege. The point I was trying to make is that the cost uplift is meagre when set against the investment. And the big issue is that you've got to have the money to be able to invest in the first place, which, if you mind that about the cost of fuel, you probably don't have. Anyway. I don't know what it's like in England. There are there are requirements regarding upgrading the energy points building when you are affecting a certain percent of the fabric of the building. Yeah. But like the thing is, if you have, if you're doing a lot of renovation and a little bit of extra work, the labour might not be cost. You know, like but people are fitting windows at some places. They're not airtightness. And yeah, a horror story. I was in a house there last year. I saw mold on triple glazed windows. 
because they didn't air tightness around the windows and oh, God, they, yeah, they yeah. didn't in, they didn't insulate the reveals but they insulate the internal walls so it was a cold bridge yeah, yeah we solved it very very easy but to see something we learn from mistakes that's, com- that's common yeah. benny that, yeah. that happens quite a lot yeah well benny i'll just go back to you talk about when you had that conversation with stevie is that you know you said all oh, looked at look at the carbon oh, assessment yeah. what we should really be looking at because people see carbon and go yeah right mm. they actually look at comfort yeah. and well-being yeah. that's the area that we should be looking at not the finance not the carbon but how it affects that individual well, yeah. and this is what's missed them, in the industry absolutely. especially in the yeah, training yeah. Yeah. yeah you know it's about the actual uh, quant qualitative uh improvement as well you know they're finding mm-hmm. the mental health and the the it's lowered improvement houses across the pond there in the in the uk that has lowered the cost to the health service all these social benefits that people are happier they found loads of good as you say well-being and kind of uh, mm quantitative improvements as yeah. well. Not yeah. Do you think Jacob Rees-Mogg would be happy in a warm, modern, comfortable house? I think he'd prefer the the discomfort of the, the, the Korean cosplay stuff, as you say, Dan, you know? <laughs> I, I don't like too much comfort. <laughs> yeah. But listen, before we actually go off and you're going to forget to talk about Dasby, I'm going to well, that's it. Yeah. say what Dasby is. I'm going to butt in there. We have this, um, it is a project and it's supported by the Higher Education Authority. And what does Dasby stand for? DASBE is D-A-S-B-E, so it's a Digital Academy for Sustainable Built Environment. Okay. Big, long mouthful, but yeah, DASBE stands, and... you know, DASBE stands, and it's it's got a lot of branding around it and stuff. Yeah. But there's sort of three main things that we're concentrating on. And as Jeff said, because Seamus, I, you know, this is part of myself and Seamus working on this, mm. keeps going off into lots of other different tangents. It's a bit like this... Um, podcast <laughs> so um so the first thing is um it's a national platform so it's a training platform and the idea is this is going to be the main platform that everyone goes to to get training in construction industry one-stop shop because that's one of the problems because when we worked on quality build all those years ago about 11 12 years ago i suppose mm-hmm. at this stage mm-hmm. that was one of the things we tried to set up then was a register Mm. to you know so everyone can go to one stop one place so we're finally getting there with this and this came from ontario and canada they actually have this set up there with all the different universities and all the different learning people all feed into that one platform so that's the first thing we're doing the second one thing we're doing is working with industry we've talked about this already with the industry the educational training boards and other universities and we're actually working with them so we're stopping duplicating because there's so many courses out there, too, you know, too many. Yeah. And it stops the fragmentation. So it stops all these little silos working all over the place. It brings it all together. Whatever, so, yeah. Yeah. Then the people know, all the workers know, or trades, whoever, will know, okay, that's where I can go training. And if I do this level six, oh, look, I can do a level seven and progress. Yeah. So that's one of the key things that we're looking at. The other thing we're looking at is how we do our trainings. So everyone thinks higher education, yeah, we do these long courses, three, three, four major minor awards and all that nonsense, which is great for leaving certs and it's good for certain people. Majority of people in industry can't do it. So we've got all these short, flexible online or what we call blended, which is online as well as the practical element. So you go to a workshop or you go to a site visit and you actually see on site things that have been done correctly or even things that have done wrong and how would you solve them. I mean, so it's a big learning, learning side thing. All our courses are based around those 
That Are these things that were done wrong on purpose? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. no, you mean the accidents? No, 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 no. They're generally through case studies. So we get a speaker from industry or somebody who's worked on site, someone like Benny or whatever, who's, you know, who's actually worked on the house and you come in and you explain what went wrong here, what you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, you know, we've had some really um, top people doing this. They're, they're absolutely brilliant, the way they've explained things and the trades understand what they're saying because they can connect to mm. a real life scenario. Yeah. So that's basically what we what we're doing. So the platform actually hosts other websites as well. At the moment, we can't put every, all those trainings up. So we're signposting to the Irish Architects, we're signposting to CIF, which is the Construction Federation website, or the ETB, or ETB website. So they're the three main things. We're so also you, developing lots of VR tools and all that to help mm. with the education as well. So Okay, just before we get into the other technology stuff that you're doing. So this is a hub for the whole industry. Yeah. For the yeah. whole industry, the built environment, to should they realize I need to know about something regarding retrofit, energy efficiency, mm-hmm. uh, energy conscious construction, carbon conscious construction. I just yeah. got this place. It's there. It's yeah, a exactly. consolidated view on where all the education can be found in academic and practical terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you can so also you can also build your own page. It's you know it'll be ready in September, but you can build your own page so you can, all the courses you do can be located at one place. You save all your certificates and all that because you always lose them, don't you? So at least you're saved in one place. So That's and brilliant. resources, and you have access to the technological library. So you were talking about this earlier. You know, it, thing in, in higher education, the libraries and the resources they have mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. So I was having a conversation with other people on RPL, recognised prior learning, and they're saying, oh, vocational institutes don't have this, but we do. So it gives them that access to huge amounts of information. Hey, this is something we should, from where I'm sitting in England, we should be looking across very enviously. Yeah. Because there isn't that sort of cooperation and consolidation of of the information. Like we were speaking with Peter the other week about – uh, retrofit. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I can't remember if it was on uh, the recording or off the recording, uh, so I'll be careful with how mm. I refer to it because <laughs> we we couldn't publish everything we spoke about. Yeah. Uh, and there is a, a significant deficit in what is available, mm. and the fact that so much of what's available is gatekept. Like one of the the things mm. that really struck me, I had a good look at the Dasby website yesterday. Spent a couple of hours on it in the morning. And uh, one of the things that really struck me that was hidden away in the FAQs at the bottom of the homepage behind a concertina was the fact that this is this is subsidised as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I should have said that first, shouldn't I? <laughs> it's yeah, subsidised funding, yeah. yeah. As, a, as a UX uh, and messaging person, like, man, that needs to be at the top of the website, the homepage. Mm-hmm. We will talk about this uh, off mic. Some po- at some point. I'm taking notes to improve the website here now as well. So. <laughs> well, but, uh, on the way on the doors app as well. You know, we're cre- they created this application where you can go look for trainings. In it's called the Buzz app. It's uh, that you can hmm. download onto your phone and it and it can send you to different unit. You know, uh, institutions that do trainings. And we're looking at in the possibility in the future that 
you will be able to put up your trainings and badges and people want to look for across Europe where we're developing this yeah. when people want to look for skilled workers they might be able to go on and find them on this app as well so, yeah that's um, connected with DASBY you know we're yeah, directing them to, look, to yeah. that as well so so you're creating another layer of utility for the industry mm. like, mobility yeah. Yeah, across and Europe, recruitment. Yeah. And across UK. Oh, across the UK too, I thought you were going to use that. I, yeah, no, I thought we you could were rubbing my nose well. in it again. I <laughs> <laughs> think I moved yeah. over here. <laughs> oh, I was born over there, wasn't I? In that London. Yeah. <laughs> really? That yeah. that London. Yeah. So the pair of years then escaped. Then down south. They brought me over here in 1979. <laughs> oh, man, you never look back, I'm sure. So, oh, no, I was, I was. I worked over there for years. I actually did my I tra- did my um, my trade over there, my country. Oh, really? Trade in, yeah. in London, yeah, West Hampstead. So one of the things that when you were giving us a bit of background about who you are, uh, particularly you, Benny, is that this is something we often look for. Folk in academic situations who don't have purely academic backgrounds because Mm. i reference this a lot but one of the things alex and i did a project with best a while ago looking at the value of their low carbon learning the users of the course one of the things that they came away from it having valued the most was the academics having the opportunity to work with the lads from the sites Mm. and the lads from the sites having the opportunity to show up the academics with the practical stuff yeah it's a mixture of both and this is what we 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 kind of present and we kind of um encourage is that hands-on stuff as well and some of this ends at these etbs and uh educational training boards they have hands-on things we brought uh, like one of our courses up to uh, the ecological building supplies who supply kind of air tightness products and kind of sustainable products architects bit of everything trades engineers went out mixed up the the um, lime court based plaster and got everybody to put a trowel of it on the wall and they all left going wow now i get this you know they love that bit you know some of them never, never touched a trowel before in their lives and it connects really into industry great, yeah, got, yeah they got a great yeah. feedback from it you know and, and the industry and it, get it, work like on them as well for, i suppose it plant implants things into people's minds and then they just go off in a in a positive look at this. You know. Yeah. So, just before we move on to anything else, how did you manage to pull all the different stakeholders together to contribute to Dasby without any conflict or competition? Stakeholders, as in coming in, or the partners? I should say who the partners are, really. If I might get told if yeah. they listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Zeus, we're the coordinators. And we also have ATU, which is the Atlantic Technological University. So they used to be the Institute of Technologies for Galway, Mayo, Sligo, and Letterkenny. So that's all the Atlantic. There's three or four of them joined together. Yeah. So they're, they're working with us. So we, um, the course that Ben is doing um, teaching or lecturing on is a joint collaborative um, thing we've done. So that's a retrofit, what's called residential energy retrofit management. Mm-hmm. And that's a higher diploma, which is a level eight. And, you know, because we've done it and they also joined in and helped, it's, it's been accredited in both institutes. So that's the first thing it's ever been done, that both institutes are crediting the same program because we work together on it. So that's the different approach in taking it. 
So that's one. Irish Green Building Council, our partner, they're crucial for getting it out there to the industry. And then Tipperary NG Agency, which is Seamus's little baby, as I call it. But getting the state, but stakeholders involved, I suppose, you know, because we've been at it since Qualibuild. We've built a massive following and then Benny's following has come in and we've just merged them all together. And we've got all the people like Gloria's background from county councils. They've all been brought in. Mm-hmm. So it's a massive network and obviously, obviously ETBs and IGBCs stakeholders. So mm-hmm. we're small, remember. Ireland is such a small, connected country, more so than UK, which yeah. is mm-hmm. very much siloed. As, a, as an aside, Jeff, I wonder if there's something... Uh, in fact, no. We're working with Ealing Council on retrofit procurement. They had uh, customers coming out their ears, mm. but no one to deliver the works. So one of the, the problems that a, an organisation like Ealing is facing is the fact that uh, the bigger entities have skilled up as much as they've needed to in order to keep winning work. And they've been driven, the large entities have been driven by the need to win work. You know, pockets of it where it's yeah. progressive, forward-thinking activity because people are impassioned enough to have led projects within these organisations. But broadly, like we spoke to uh, Alan Smith at Morrison Construction in Scotland, part of Galliford Tri, uh, and he said they were investing in Passive House because clients were asking for it. So Mm. they were skilling up themselves, and because they're a Tier 1 contractor, they were getting their contractors skilled up in Passive House. Mm. So teaching them about carbon, was he head of carbon? Can you remember, Jeff? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, he, yeah, he was quite candid about it. Like he cares, they do care, but as it was a business decision with Ealing, and this is why I'm 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 thinking about what you guys are doing because it's not just Ealing. Ealing is just the uh, the the people we're working with. The local, the SMEs is the layer of business that really needs an awful lot of support mm. that's why my eyes pricked up ears pricked up <laughs> why, uh, why i was drawn to the the little nugget did you oh, say eyes or ears then no, his eyes <laughs> pricked up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there was a quizzical look on my face before i said it you, like, did you not see his eyes like uh... like someone out of a cartoon in a... <laughs> <laughs> but they uh yeah, they don't know where to start. And it's an awful mm. lot. Of, it requires an awful lot of investment on the part of a, a, a an SME, a smaller contractor, mm. to get skilled up in this. Mm. And it's an incredibly difficult journey to embark on if you've no interest in this from the get-go. Mm. It's a lot of time, effort, and money. And what appealed to me about what I saw from uh, Dasby was, oh, man, you're making it a bit easier. And there seems to be some sort of support built in, baked into the system, whereby people know where to go should they have a question. Where do I start? Mm. Like, what yeah. we're suggesting really in Ireland is to have, a, we've even spoken with the Minister for Higher Education, Simon Harris, about this, about having an NZEB type of a pass, not a safe pass. We wanted to call it NZEBRA. Oh, yeah. Maybe net zero no, energy not in zebra. Right no, that already exists right yeah. yeah i don't know why that's been pushed in yeah. zebra no yeah. well, <laughs> and it shouldn't but benny it shouldn't be n zebra yeah it, well it shouldn't be n zeb it'll be zebra whether it's net zero, zero or not it's not about energy yeah 
solely about energy. Yeah, it's about the, it's about the, the basics of building physics again, and that's what's so good about those court, those you know, court, it's and quality. Free and well. Yeah, it's I mean, quality building we're looking same. at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Quality sustainable building. Yeah, some of the courses have all left them saying, "I see the world differently now," and they've mm -hmm. done, they've shown where they've done these trainings together on sites that the buildings have been better, less snags, faster. So it's financially and kind of quantitatively um qualitatively being benefit for for everybody even including the the um the, the occupants afterwards so, so we're talking people who go who come through for instance dasby courses then um because you're not thinking because you're coming at it from the right position from you know uh actual concern and and kind of you know, as people who have a long-standing interest in this stuff, um, you presumably you're not just thinking about it as a numbers game, and you're not therefore going to be seeing people come out of these courses who know who are just looking at how to tick boxes or how to meet minimum compliance. Uh, with, you know, uh, with the worst legal building they can get away with building, or with the, the bare minimum they can do to to, to get you know a grant funded project or something like that. You're trying to actually are you trying to go deeper and trying to give them more of a uh, a founding and an understanding of 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 the of how buildings work and and how to make oh yeah. yeah yeah and we can't stop them building crap houses yeah. you know we don't have that control yeah <laughs> mind control even if I prick up my eyes you know it won't work so. completely VR technology that's the next phase of it sure oh that's that's <laughs> it yeah yeah exactly no but we do we we literally go to basics and people oh I know this but when they start listening. Especially when you start listening to Benny, they sort of like, oh, all right, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I don't know everything, nor does Benny. Yeah, you know, we have we have zero experience. So, you know, we try and give them a whole rounded approach to learning. And we make them talk about what they do. Because the conversations that they they start learning from each other, we learn things from them. Mm. So it's not just us standing up, this is what it's, you need to know. Yeah, you're not just thinking the old didactic thing of um you know, of standing from the pulpit and telling people how to do things. You're in, yeah. yeah, that that's that's but it's not the, our, it's not our job to tell them what to do either. Mm. It's our job to support them and that help them to make the right decisions. Now that's important. I mean that that's got to create a kind of a more interesting learning environment as well. Mm. It, you know, it's 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 like it would be nice to you know to 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 be participating in in a course where where you feel that you uh, you have a more active role, and that you uh, you ultimately may even be able to inform the whole direction of it to some extent. I don't want to overstretch, but you know, I don't know if that's where you're. Where you know, presumably, um, uh, you are changed by the feedback you get or the information you get yeah. from people on the courses as well, right? Yeah. yeah, I have to go through all those feedbacks now mm. and assess them for the next run in September because obviously. And that's that's the only downfall from my point of view is that everything runs from September or January. Mm. But there's a reason behind that. And it's it's, it's down to resources for one. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to do them at certain set times. But I mean, there's some courses that we do are only six weeks long. And they're at level six, you know, and the introduction to BIM, which is building information modeling or mm. ma the management side. And that gets them on the progress. And then we have another that you can continue on with BIM at another higher level, mm. or you can move on to like a level seven. Um, and we have a drones in construction. 
So that's the first ever it's happened in Ireland and it's starting in September. That's going to be very popular. Mm. So that runs over the 24 weeks because obviously when you start flying drones, you can't do it in the dead of winter. So I've had to make that a longer course. But then that'll be starting in January as well, which will be a shorter course. So making as flexible as possible because weather affects that one. But Mm. then if you do that one, you can also do green procurement in construction, which is another Mm. thing we're looking at. That's new. And also the old clerk of works. And it's funny, the reason why I listened to um, Pete Rickovist um, thing with you is because he gave us information on his retrofit course to add information into our site mm. coordination course. So even sharing with Peter and yeah. these sorts of things, you know, and it's not ACB just in Ireland. Well. We had a meeting with them as well. We did, yeah. 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 And you've got these courses as well. This, um, uh, I don't know, it, it, they almost warrant a, a podcasting themselves as well. Um, that that DASB are just about to uh, to launch, or that are starting in September, and they are regarding um, retrofit of historic buildings. Yeah, yeah. We ran that in September last year, and that's with the Heritage Council. So we got them on board because, you know, of course we had to. But they ran a short CPD course up in Dublin, which I attended. Um, and we've basically taken that and adapted it into an accredited twos course. So it's quite easy done. It was five solid Fridays every you know, every fortnight. So it's a bit too much for people to travel to Limerick. Mm. That. So we're adapting it this year. And Colin Murray, from he's taken sabbatical at the moment for two years, but he's going to be, still stay on as a lecturer. And we're going to do more online but we're going to go to specific places around Ireland for site visits. Okay. So we've got to work out where we're going to go yet, you know, work on those. But that's a great way because they also have actually, the Heritage Council have also got the ones for trades, heritage trades, craftspeople. And what they do with those is that they hold these workshops that they can go and attend. So it could be a one-hour workshop, it could be a three-hour workshop, but you're learning about lime plaster you're learning about how to do detail of lead on traditional buildings. You know, all these little gems. So we're trying to incorporate those together and give these architects and engineers who are the ones mainly going to be doing traditional buildings course an understanding of physically how do you do it. It's fine saying what to do. I'm an yeah. architect myself and sustainable energy engineer. So but you've got to get your hands dirty. You've got to understand it. Well, what trades have to do. And you can cre- I mean, it's about creating situations in the day where, um, and I don't know how we get this across the board, but where anyone working on a building understands, um, you know, uh, if you have a, depending on the characteristics you're faced with with the building, that certain approaches may or may not be appropriate, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, so um, it's, it's just, how, how the hell do you get enough people to kind of because uh, you know my sense of what I what I understand from you is that um that you're not conceiving of these different things as a as entirely disparate uh, uh, courses or qualifications that you're trying to kind of connect the dots. Uh, I don't know how you manage that and how you manage to plant the seeds in people's minds when they're doing and, one have, and have a life as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. difficult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very difficult but see this traditional building one is really really popular Mm. there's 45 46 on it last time uh, just doing the the course um and i know if we do go online it's more of a blended course yeah we'll get more people 
So we get the Dubliners out of Dublin. You know, that's that's one of my ambitions is to get them out of Dublin. So because they don't travel. Yeah. Um, so and the unique thing about this is it's specifically about pre 1940s. So we're talking about stone walls. We're talking about mm. rubble. We're talking about brick. You treat them completely differently than you would of our modern build. Mm. So. It's you know, you really do see the difference and how their brains start working when they're in these workshops that we have. So I'm talking to all the different types of trades because so many different professions and trades that meet up and you get different opinions. But we get the most amazing speakers. Mm. You know, Colin yeah, Murray has a massive connection with the most amazing speakers in Europe. So, yeah, some brilliant case studies. Really. You're, in, you're kind of able to start. Oh, Benny was a student on it, by the way. Yeah. Were you pitching that at Jeff then? Get the Dubliners out of Dublin. I listen. Yeah. I'm, I, 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 yeah. It's hard to get me out of my building. I'm doing the podcast <laughs> in the little pods beneath my apartment, you know. <laughs> funny one was I was on the course and then I had to give a lecture. So I had to make a virtual me to lecture myself <laughs> to give them instruction to deep, you know, which is the domestic you know, energy VR, assessment. The energy assessment um, software portal we have in ireland just for clarity there yeah so i was lecturing myself yeah there you go that that's the way we do i like jonathan as well on the defects module which is the second part of that certificate and um, he's a student as well jonathan blackmore he's a mm. two lecturing mm. himself in construction and we got him to demonstrate drones because he's going to be lecturing the drone course as well mm. so he had to come out as a student and be a yeah how, how do what role do you see for the drones? By the way, I mean, just to, you know, to, to spell that out to people, uh, what's what is the significance of a drone in the context of uh, of, of sustainable building? Oh, it's huge, mm. yeah, huge. Especially if you think about heritage buildings as well, because it drone the drone course is split into two modules, short modules, and the first one is understanding the legal aspects of drones because you've all heard stories about people playing with drones near the airports mm. and causing chaos and because people don't understand you can fly a drone without realizing the implications. So that's what the first part is. And then you do a lot of simulations as well. The second one is when you really start flying, you know, and the whole point is to um, capture information. So if you're flying over a building, you can pick up all the information using point cloud and gather, you know, all the details of the roof, which normally you couldn't get because you'd have to measure, be up there and health and safety issues, you don't quite get the detail that you would from drones. Yeah. You so, know, so, so there's all that side of it. But it's what, also on site. If you go on site, while action, you know, people are actually on site, you can actually pick up if there's any health and safety issues in the future or where there's problems, what how much you have to infill on that site. Can you peer into cavities? Thousands well, of things and you can use drones spot for. How well insulation is being built. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. What technology, what are you using on the drones in order to gather information? What sort of information? Like, is it surveying information? Are you using, uh, I don't know, heat mapping or uh, you can't thermal, high definition cameras? Or... mapping and all that. You can, yeah. Yeah, it depends. I mean, a lot of people just literally put a phone underneath it and it picks up all the information for you. It's scanning what you're picking up. You can map it into digital like uh, yeah. and stuff like that as well oh yeah it, all this information yeah on cathedral yeah it feeds, it feeds into a model because you didn't yeah. have to climb the cathedral if you wanted to look at the glass a glazer friend of mine um uh, you know so you're just using it for like a visual assessment no like no not for map, not just for visual you can map it you... as a drawing as well 
Oh, really? How do they do that? How do they capture the information for that? Well, they... Well, if you ha- imagine if you had a structure, like we're just on Thurless campus and we're making what you call a living lab. Um, yeah. I'm in charge of that as well. God knows why. but And that is basically picking up everything on that site, the building, the topography of the land, all the where the trees are, locating absolutely everything. And you transfer all that information on your laptop so you actually see everything in 3D. Yeah. So that's what the building information modeling, it creates a building information model in the end. But then you can list every single item, every single material. You've got all the dimensions, you've got everything. So you literally have this. And the idea of this living lab is that you can then gather information about how much energy is being used from that building, how much water is being used, what's the biodiversity levels on the site, how much land, you, you know, how much fill do you have to put into that big hole in the ground. It calculates everything for you. You can also quantify um you know, costs and all that as well. So we, it all links together. Yeah. And the LIDAR technology is another yeah. scanning device yeah, that we use. Yeah. But that's why that drones in construction will be really, really um, popular, yeah. especially the young the, people. Yeah. Did you see they use them on that Ennisbron thing as well to do the survey yeah. in the streets? So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, that's yeah. how they, they've been gathering that information for a, But a, But you can um, use it for pictorial and pretty pictures. Yeah. Yeah, to promote, to sell, you know, there's lots of reasons for using it. And we're doing it for drones for construction. We're concentrating on those items. But to be honest, people who do this course, it's more of a, um, what's it called, transdisciplinary course. So it doesn't have to be used in construction. You've learned the skills and you pass the Irish aviation test at the end as well. You have to do their exam and then you qualify to drive this drone. And you can go okay. into graphics, you could go into tourism, you can go into anything with this course. I used to know a guy uh, I used to know a guy who uh oh, he was a TV guy. He carried the Olympic torch in Rio uh, at some point, I think. Uh there's a report on the Mirrors website, the newspaper in the UK, uh, about gunshots being heard as one of the one of the torch carriers was travelling through the favela. And mm. that was your man Colin. Who he works in telly and he did a bunch of video editing stuff and eventually he landed on he trained he got himself trained up in flying drones just to do visual surveying mm-hmm. for all sorts of different aspects. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you could capture quite such a diverse array of kinds of information. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like thermal imaging, I'd assumed. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's, a, it's really taken off now thermal imaging because we I I bought a camera years ago. I lend it to people; they love it because they can see where the leak in the floor is if they underfloor heat, and they can see the heat loss through the window, the door. They can see defects and fix them. Defects yeah. are things to be fixed, if you know what I mean. So, and you can it, connect that to the drone. Imaging, yeah, the yeah. drone no. can do that as well. So, and so, if you if you're mapping things like biodiversity and your three D modeling, like. Mm. It, it's perhaps worth noting that it, this isn't some like domestic drone that you're going to pick up from the gadget shop. But this well, is did, what we're using is what you call one, two, five. So, you know, you're allowed to use up to a certain level. I think it's up to 250. And you can, and I'm not up on this technology. It's not my specialism. So yeah. I'm not going to bullshit and say otherwise. But <laughs> you, you have a certain size, which means you can use that size. If you go above that certain level, you have to have the Irish aviation okay approved, yeah. you know you have to do the exam yeah, yeah. so 
And the bigger ones obviously can pick up more and a bit more, you know, advanced. So have you thought about I, I, this? Might apply less. I don't know if this applies to drones too, but something more, more generally. Um, so John Moorhead, uh, mm. one of the, the tools that he uses in his sort of expert witness work, he'll photograph a building and he'll put like a, a, a camera on a tripod, for instance, outside the building, and he has software then can't couldn't tell you what it's called, which can map out the building and the other structures adjacent to it um, and using I guess geolocation data or whatever um, an orientation can work out for instance um, shading uh, and uh, you know solar radiation hitting buildings and he can he was able to tell with one building recently um, that even on the south facing aspect where there was mold occurring um, industrially um, that uh, because of uh, the uh, the structure on, on you know to the side south side of the building, which looked like far away away from the building, but there was a slight incline on the road, which is kind of masked. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you could see that at the ground level on the south facing aspect, there was no this the sun was never hitting the building directly, mm -hmm. um, which explained why they were getting you know. So in other words, it's through mm -hmm. use of tools like this. It's kind of like building pathology, really, you know. Mm. Um, oh, totally. Yeah, it could be used perfectly for that situation, mm. which is why it's quite important for our defects, of course, defect and analysis detection of. Yeah. I did it the wrong way around there, but I thought I'd add it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and we do a scan to BIM. So that's the next stage. You learn how to do drones, and then you can, all the information you capture, if you do a scan to BIM course, you can transfer all the information into BIM and understand how to transfer it over. Because that's another thing to do. Yeah. Besides learning how to fly the drones, if you can imagine. And these sure. all add on to each other. Level six, level seven, level eight, and you know. But are you thinking actively then as part of um uh the, the courses that you're running, Gasby, about um uh about kind of training up a, a, a new kind of generation of or, or yeah. of um of like building pathologists effectively you know of kind of we have to i'm seeing investigators basically yeah <laughs> you know yeah but we have to i mean also you know same as trades we need young people that you know we're aging we're mm. an old construction industry is what the average age of 42 mm. that's old you know as far as no. <laughs> No, as, young as, far, as far as a tradesperson on site, if you're a plasterer, if you're, you know, it, your body can't keep that up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't even build a two-story if I was going again. I fucking wouldn't have stairs. I've learned, you know, how, from, I've learned by my mistakes. But how will you bring new young people in? And it's through IT and it's through sustainability. Sure, and you've got to sell the industry like that. Is that a deliberate part of the decision with Gasby to try and attract new blood in by kind of making it more palatable? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people sitting on lines because, you know, I've got three teenagers, what, 21, 23, 25 next week. And they're not into this having a job for life. They literally yeah. go and do a job or they work there for a year and a half, and then you go traveling and then come back and do another job, or if they do a little bit online, Yeah, they don't go for these full-time jobs. And they're so interested in the short ones, like <laughs> my oldest son is going to do the drone in construction. Yeah, you know, He chooses to do it, so, oh, that'd be good to do. And he's getting his mates to do it as well. So, it, To be fair to the situation, there's no such thing as a job for life anymore. It's no, not really a matter no, of choice. Yeah. 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 Well, they don't want to stick to a job. 
you know. Well, it's because there's there's no they're more diverse, in... different generation. Well, yeah, they've, yeah. They've, they've not had so kids who are coming up now that grew up out of the the remnants of the world pre two thousand and eight and the global economic crisis, the mm-hmm. global financial crisis. Like it's all short term. Like opportunities yeah, have been yeah. scant and limited, and you've got to grab what you can. Yeah, like and that's why. That's why these little courses are great because yeah. you can diversify. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We need to diversify because you know, with our, uh, I suppose, zero ambitions, we're probably going to be <laughs> two, two degrees by twenty thirty. That's my feeling. So we oh, might need man. to diversify the job at some yeah. stage. You know, we'll all, we'll all be flying soon, Benny, won't we? Future proofing, resilience, all that type of thing is. Gonna... Well, what's interesting about this shift is, in terms of diversity of skills. Mm. When we enter that sphere, so a more digital, analytical, almost engineering-y based approach, then we open it up to broader uh, markets, uh, uh, more human resources, if you like, mm. thinking mm. about it in those terms. Like one of the things we talked about, so you mentioned Energy Sprung a couple of times, and with the the use of MM, modular build, MMC, it means that they centralize production. There's mm-hmm. more investment in design. And so you open yourself up to a workforce that has, within construction, that has more women. Yeah, and gender balance is another good thing yeah. that we're pushing in lots of our projects. You open it up to a diversity yeah. in terms of yeah. uh, people who uh, suffer disability, people who have disabilities, yeah. suffering is a patronizing way of phrasing it. People have disabilities who can't work in other traditional or are just excluded because yeah. you know uh, immunocompromised people can't leave the house or yeah. having to travel onto a building site. It's no good for your wheelchair or your mobility. Yeah. Like these... I worked in special needs community for years as well, and those people helped me too. You know, some of the residents in these places would help me when I was out at work and stuff like that, and they so... helped my mind. They helped my even if they pick up something and give us a hand sometimes. So oh, you were exploiting the, 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 the local <laughs> It's holistic. It's everything, and our arms round together going forward, not picking one area or sector or pointing fingers or lecturing. <laughs> this is the long-haired hippie. Uh, returning to the fold. Our arms around everyone, yeah. yeah. Standing yeah. in a circle. Yeah. Buying everyone a Coke. I had my yeah. arm around Jeff <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it, it's an interesting marrying of approaches. So what I saw when I looked at the website yesterday was uh, like a very straightforward consolidation of the construction industry or the needs of the construction industry, mm. which... Uh, in the UK, the industry is largely ignoring or not wanting to consolidate or not really. I mean, I'm probably being quite unfair, but I don't care. Uh, I don't really see it manifest. And until I see it, it doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) But there is, like what you've talked about mainly isn't that. You've talked a lot more about helping people in terms of, careers and acquiring skills than you We're have directing about the... them yeah, yeah. yeah. they don't know about... which way to go half the time so it's directing them to the opportunities to do things yeah mm. and creating opportunities for people mm. to get involved it's it's a curious approach how much has your work been influenced by the government's signaling or commitment to thinking about retrofit 
and green greener building in Ireland. Like, well, it's, you know, it's certainly influenced it, but I don't take that. I don't follow politics. I have no interest in the politics side. That's Benny's domain with his Green Party, although I am Green Party myself, but yeah. that's their domain. But they do, you know, they're really, they are pretty progressive mm. in Ireland, the government, in what they do. Yeah. Yeah, in lots of different areas, you know. And we've worked with them since Quality Bill days anyway. Mm. You know, that's the first time I was in two, so that's why I didn't talk about that. So I connect to them. The majority of the industry are totally oblivious to what's happening. Mm. at government level yeah but so we we put them in a little bit you know they come down as speakers there are external speakers yeah. from um, department of housing or you know wherever they come from and they come over down for 40 minutes talk about what's happening in the government what's there for the industry you yeah. know say or, you know, they talk about the SEAI or you talk about the um the new building regulations and what's coming down the road digitalization next year will be a massive change mm. so yeah, wait for Manuel to talk about that yeah. so yeah. um so they're part of the whole learning and it connects the industry with them and vice versa and if you thought about as well uh, we tried to, to foster connections with the schools as well um I'm, I'm yeah. just, for instance of um the great work that I'm always talking about this the great work that the um the uh, construction studies teachers have been doing for the last mm. decade or more on uh, uh, leaving certificate or A level and if the yeah. easy language uh, equivalent um, uh, in terms of really properly detailed uh, kind of curriculum on on um, on on sustainable building, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I think it's nine thousand kids a year. Yeah. Uh, said that so. I see that as a massive missed opportunity. Now they're not all going to go on to to uh, to, to, to to careers in construction, but if there's a pathway identified for them uh, from from there to, you know, they must have some sort of an interest in, in you know they must have the ability then to kind of understand that the pre the, the old uh, longstanding uh, preconceived notion sort of or or um, you know reputation or image that construction has. Um, as being a bit not a very exciting industry to be involved in a bit uh, rough around the edges or whatever um that it doesn't have to be like that that that, that this can be a kind of a stem subject it can be a career that uh, that is where you can be kind of part of the climate fight and where you can have this stimulating rewarding uh future in it you know yeah but that's it's changing the image yeah. of the construction yeah. industry yeah, yeah. But Ben has been working with schools, haven't you, and your Yeah, well, even with your projects. own building, Jeff, that you're living in, if you, you know, that's why we're looking at even we've been talking to some of the um, some of the uh, education areas that like to bring that into the build, into the construction studies in secondary schools. Yeah. Also, bring the gender balance in, get some more of these mm. into, yeah. the, into the girls' schools as well, because again, there was probably 50 50 uh, gender balance when we brought them down to the etb and they i brought them around and and they let me play with the air tightness fan i cut a hole in the membrane and we got they fought, felt how the defect and i got the kids to repair it mm. and they loved it because we they were able to see the benefits of all that and you just leave you know so showing the hands-on with the how would you say the technical and the hands-on mixture together is what really really benefits people from every you know side of the whole thing and to be honest you know if they're learning a bit of physics in school they're learning a bit of biology a bit of irish a bit of this a bit of poetry and teach them a bit about a building they're going to be living in that will mm-hmm. make it more 
um, energy efficient, better, you know, to live in and, you know, lower emissions and benefit for the planet, biodiversity, the whole thing. We need to mix everything together in that long haired hippie weirdos. Especially in the transition year. We have a TY. Yeah. Yeah. That's the time to catch them. So you have the junior cert and then you have the TY year and then you have two years of leaving cert in. Mm. I'm not sure, Dan, if you know the setup here. So in that TY year, it's the t- it, that's the time for them to try different things. Yeah, the year between what would be the equivalent of GCSEs and A-levels, you have a year where you kind of, uh, you know, you try different things out. Uh, yeah. Before yeah. you make your decision. on. So, we, so is that yeah. as a means of giving people the opportunity to decide whether they want to take more academic or mm. vocational yeah. education? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 I mean, that makes a lot of sense. But also I mean, helps them decide which direction do they want to go? What do they want to continue in? So Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I found that infuriating yeah. here. Having you, you, you do your options when you're 13, 14. Yeah. I can't third remember. Year. Yeah. And then you, you're on your, that's it. Yeah. You're on your course. Uh, yeah, because it's a lot of high level of dropout by people that have been influenced to go into certain things in college and they've got in there and gone, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. So the dropout levels have been quite high, you know, in first year in colleges because people didn't really know what they were interested in or what direction to go in. They were just Well, they didn't really know what the course was about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's half the problems. They don't actually say what is the course actually about. Mm. They talk about learning outcomes. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Unless you're in academia, it means nothing. It's like it means nothing to me, Liz. What's that? Mean? No, you trans- You have to translate it into layman terms. That's what I've been doing. I've been translating the learning outcomes on these programs into that's what you're actually going to be doing. You know, on this course. But you're right. Like transition year, it's a, such a massive opportunity. This uh, I don't know who it is, whether it's the minister of education, who it is that you need to kind of uh, approach. Um, to to try and you know formally record, uh, uh, propose that um, some sort of uh, foundational understanding of sustainable building and of the and, and retrofit and the and the growth the growth the opportunities here and so on um, uh, for kids of that age would be phenomenal if we could bring it to schools you know because they're huge goals and homes uh, up and down the country as well you know I think you're absolutely right about bringing education about these practical aspects of the built environment like into man kids lives but tanya so shout out tanya you might have already had a shout out i don't know if i'll have to edit the ealing chat that we're having before i might have to cut that from this podcast some of the detail of what we were describing might not be appropriate to to publish here so she grew up in the states and one of the courses that ran within her high school was a construction course where the school would acquire some land and they would teach the kids how to build a house over the course of the year. At the end of that year, they would sell the house and they would buy some more land and they would start the next project. And so the kids were learning a trade and learning the outcome of that trade, like practical education, academic education, and financial education, really. Mm. is when you can see what you what you can get out of it like money they would see the the sales value of that, that did, property they get the, did they get the value of the property or were they used as slave labor oh they, they were used to slave labor because yeah. uh, the, <laughs> the school used the, the sales to fund the next program mm. 
the kids got the education, and I'm sure it'd be more fun than uh, some of the other classes. I remember design mm. and technology, lathing a piece of wood to a big piece of wood to a stub. But what one interesting thing actually, when you talk about construction studies in school, we we do a trainer trainer course, so it's training the educational training board trainers on all about NZEP and Mm. needed to upskill themselves. We're also bringing construction study teachers in as well. So that's bringing them up to that level because half of them don't understand. So how can they talk to their students about it? Mm. And they're more inclined to talk to their students about it and encourage them to move into the field as well. So there's that approach as well. Man, training the uh trainers well, the the slts within industry one of the things that we've encountered through our exploration is senior management are mm. inhibitors often because they don't understand a lot of this stuff so mm. we've we've discussed it with people within architectural practices engineering firms within uh developers like i don't care about that because i don't know anything about it and i've experienced that in in agency land where the MD I worked for didn't understand the internet, so it wasn't important. He understood advertising in a sort of classical 1960s madmen sense, but you talked to him about HTML animation, and you were clueless. And, oh, we don't need to learn about that. And this is a perennial issue. So if the trainers are training kids and they don't know how to talk about it, they don't understand the value of it. I mean, they're on, you're on a hide into nothing. Yeah. Why? Why exactly. even bother? That's partly why we're in this situation. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this has been really interesting. So what you've been describing over the course of this conversation is a really progressive approach to education at all levels. So creating a resource for the industry and providing facility for uh, education, like traditional educational institutions, schools, Mm. colleges, Mm. and you're already coming out of a university offering academic degrees. You've got a lot of experience in those areas so from a a practical working on site as a carpenter and working throughout the the construction industry and as an academic from an uh, architectural background architectural background sorry and you're pushing on into the future so you've started talking about digital we got waylaid when we started talking about digital technology by talking about drones well it's digital technology there is a yeah yeah, there Mm. is but we we just talked about drones we talked about the information they can capture, and then we talked about the rest of it like it was magic. Like it, like, <laughs> it is you know, magic. The, they, <laughs> the, the, they fly the, about, the, and it captures all this information, and then it goes into the magic box, and then we get a 3D image. Yeah. But, but you mentioned you're using VR technology. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm largely a naysayer about VR. I don't see much use for it. However... This is one of the few applications where I can see it makes sense, giving mm. people uh, an opportunity to explore and interact with a thing. Well, mm. the course yeah. now that the kids did, it was basically fit a window, air tightness a window, clean off the thing, put on a bit of plaster, or uh, put insulation in an attic, and they loved it. And it was actually doing that, you know, so it wasn't kind of off technical playing some game. I don't do all that game and stuff, but they were actually doing it. They really yeah. enjoyed it. And they and the the live rigs were there beside them. So when they finished the VR training with the what's they call that headset thingy, they looked Oculus over headsets. And looked, yeah, they went over yeah. and looked at the other thing. You know. Yeah, the actual physical thing. Maybe yeah. So that that was the VR training that Benny went to at the Education Training Board at W at West uh, Waterford Wexford Education mm-hmm. Training Board. 
and we worked with them sort of across on those. But we've also developed them in DASB. Mm. But our virtual reality is more aimed at finding defects in a building. Mm. So they created this old stone cottage, monster cottage, typical standard, and you go in there and you, with your headsets on and you actually experience exactly as if you're in the cottage. Oh, it's amazing. It's so what they call immersive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's completely yeah. different than in BIM where you can see people walk around the building. This is like, whoa. You, you go in and you find all these defects. So you find out where's rising damp. And then you go and investigate what's caused that. Where's it from? But you find dry rot. And you're there probing and you have to investigate and show exactly what defect you've actually found. And then there's this quiz at the end. It's all with this Oculus headset and trying these new things. So it's a little educational tool. Yeah. You know. That sounds really positive. So is this accessible through your platform? Like, how do you... The VR isn't at the moment because it's still in prototype. So we set that one up to test things out, really. We have to, you know, make sure things work. We test it out on the students in the traditional buildings and the retrofit courses that we've done. But we're developing another one um, about maintaining heat pumps and um, PV panels. Yeah. You have to get up the roof. Or you have to do all the health and safety parts of that as well and then investigate the PV. Yeah. But also, how does a heat pump work? All the components fly out and you've got to put them back together again yeah. and understand the circuitry, the whole processes of it. So that's what we're working on at the moment. You could go and have a look at our heat pump for all European projects and there's lots of information on that as well. Yeah. I'll send you the link. On, on heat pumps, but not on, on heat pumps. Not in the VR. No, it's the same for the heat pump thing because we, we did a lot. Oh, yeah, no, I've got all that. No, thanks, Benny. The, I've got all this stuff from you. No, See, we did Benny, some... Benny is more the heat pump person. I'm not. I'm a fabric yeah. person. So I'm ass. I'm everything. I was off the grid for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> not off my trolley now. <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah, is that oh. mushroom? <laughs> yeah, I never, they never let me near a trolley when you get to my age. <laughs> well, I'm off the grid when the electricity goes because I have absolutely nothing, no water, nothing. I live in the forest, you see. Well, I've got my battery pack, so I can turn over onto us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're, you you live off grid as well? No, I'm not off grid no. anymore because it wasn't it didn't work. It wasn't it was an expensive, <laughs> very learning experiment. But it didn't really work. So it's an experiment like, that went wrong, Benny, was it? Oh yeah. Well the person I asked to give me the system said, Here you go. And the first time I turned on one of the one of the washing machine, the inverter died because it wasn't big enough. <laughs> yeah, we we know it was quite good. It was a windmill, a mix of a windmill and PV and battery storage and all that. But we still had to put on our petrol generator sometimes because we were out in the middle of nowhere. It's a funny thing. Nick Brown, the, the pastor house, English pastor mm-hmm. house, talks about uh, this. Um, and the, the analogy he uses is like a health service. If you you know the electricity grid is like a health service. If you got one, you should use a national system you should you you know yeah it doesn't make sense it's, it's not cost effective to have your kind of libertarian uh timothy leary style uh you know it's, it's called paranoia <laughs> <laughs> and again i i've evidence it didn't work for me because uh, well, the system wasn't enough and there wasn't enough battery storage some days you'd think ireland would be really windy or sunny and some days there was no wind and there was no sun so it wasn't that's, that's, that's freezing yeah. hot weather you know that's... yeah i was out using fossil fuels on a generator and they say if you use yeah. a generator for 25 hours a year off the grid you're carbon footprint is horrendous and your that's like really battery needed. storage as well they're not yeah. exactly carbon neutral are they no. components no. and everything of it so it's only if you know how the batteries are made then it's salt water yeah <laughs> oh, 
we, we've, I think we, we, we could talk on forever, but yeah, you know, uh, it's been fantastic to have a pair of you on. Are there any particular things that you'd like to flag? I mean, obviously, uh, there's the DASBU website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's important to get people to check that out too. That's DASBU.ie. There's also, if you go into DASBU.ie and at the top, there's events. We've got two webinars coming up, which is going through a few of the courses, you know, explaining what the courses are about. The first one is on May the 31st, between one and two, and that's at the digital. And then we've got another one on the 14th of June, talk about the retrofit, site coordinator, all those courses, between one and two again, at lunchtime. So We have some, well, we have a lot of listeners in the UK and listeners in North America. So is any of what you put up on the Dalsby website accessible outside of, to, to folk outside of Ireland? Just out of interest. Technically, case. they're supposed to be Irish. Uh, this is a debate we had. Um, I think if you're part of Europe, it's fine. And UK are part of Europe, they're just not part of the EU. Let's <laughs> <Just laughs> get that clear to everyone. <laughs> you said you weren't political. <laughs> no, just saying you could if you're part of Europe. Um, just bear in mind that our courses are aimed at the Irish market, yep. Irish regulations, all that sort of stuff. So it's a little bit different, but it's only generally a small part of it. So. Mm. Um, North America, a bit difficult because we can't give access. Yeah. They can't register. But the, the principle. There's loads of courses out there. Like we have a on the DASB website, we'll be putting up lots of short webinars as well, mm. um, which we did in the development unit. Benny and Stevie in particular yeah. created loads of short little webinars. They can re- look at those. And that's my next job is to start getting the resources up and running. I suppose the BMT wouldn't be bad mentioning either of this with us. Mm. You know, there's a lot of that. It's a BIM and NZ kind of combined together modules we did project. Yeah, and that that actually is all free content as well. I can send you the link for that as well. That would be excellent. Thank you. Is it, the, the feedback from that again, Liz, was brilliant, wasn't it? Everybody loved the content within BIM team. All right, then. Well, perhaps we should say goodbye. Well, thanks thanks disappear. for having us anyway. Yeah, I'll speak for me and Benny. <laughs> Oh man, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Great chat. It's what really they, interesting. Um, yeah, what they got me to do when I came over here was speak Irish. So I'll say "slonga fall, canary and borough live." We'll we'll wrap up. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you for listening to anyone with their headphones on or otherwise. Um, usual things. If you get something out of this, you probably know someone else who will be interested in it too. So please share it with them. Uh, please. Review the podcast on the apps. It really helps. Five stars, nothing else will do. We are very sensitive and needy. And apparently it's the only thing the algorithm really cares about. Um, written reviews would also help. But, I mean, you don't have to, obviously. You can just enjoy it. Join the AECB, join ACAN, join the IGBC. Are there any other people we can recommend, Jeff? Uh, ourselves. So if you need any help, particularly with regard to uh, communications, with regard to sustainability within the built environment, give us a shout. We're doing all sorts of stuff, working with people on carbon calculations, marketing, uh, strategy, product development in digital and physical fabric senses. Like we have a lot of experience and we just like talking about this stuff as well. So if you just fancy a chat about what you're doing, come holler. Uh, yeah. ZAP at eiux.agency. 
we're mithering about getting a website up and running. We just haven't got it together yet. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Anything yeah. else? Oh, uh, subscribe to Passive House Plus, advertising oh, yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. just just one for you there, Jeff. There, yeah. uh, we're in discussions with Chadwick at the moment about bringing your magazine into their eco centers, which we helped them to develop. And they're actually going to start, they're discussing it now. They're looking at that's the place they're going to put them in the store at the eco centers. That is. That. Again, your magazine is just a brilliant piece of building research, physics, everything. Um, that sounds absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. That's not for um, airing on the podcast, is it? Yes. No, no, I don't mind. I'm happy to kind of, you know, to 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 get their commitment uh, live on air. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay. There you go. That's it.